I'm happiest in the saddle. <laughs> A fellow sportsman. I am an FBI agent. Great Scott. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Come with me if you want to live. Hello, and welcome to Retro Ramble. I'm Charlie McGee. I'm George McGee. And this time we're doing a double of sorts. We are doing a tribute to the late but great Ivan Reitman uh, by covering, we needed to go back to the 80s. He was a big director of that time. And we are covering which two films, George? We're, well, it's it's a tribute to Ivan Reitman, but it's also a tribute to Arnold Schwarzenegger's comedy career. So It's we are a double. Co- it's a double. <laughs> so we're doing twins, but then the joke is, it's a twin double bill. So we're also doing kindergarten cup. <laughs> Wow, what value for money. Okay, so what can exactly. people expect in this in this episode, George? A lot of Arnold impressions. D- double, double Arnie, the f- a very wide range. I don't think you've seen a bigger range of Arnie. Um, and that's something I'm probably going to be talking about a lot in both, both of these films to what is his usual wheelhouse, as they say. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've we've covered a lot of Arnie's work. We're big fans, uh, as as our listeners will we know. We cover him every year. This is just an episode that is it's our. This is Arnie's turn this uh, year. Annual two, Arnie. It's the annual Arnie. Love it. So, um, for anybody who's listened before, you know what to expect. Uh, George, what would you advise to anybody listening to this for the first time? So, thank you for checking us out. So, uh, Retro Ramble, we're uh, an independent film podcast. Charlie and I are brothers. This podcast is all about us going back and revisiting the films of our youth, seeing do they still hold up, what made them so great, how they were made, have they been remade, spun off, sequelized, franchised, that sort of jazz. Looking into trivia, um, this is a light-hearted look. This isn't a proper in-depth critical appraisal. There may be some childish language some swearing some bad impressions but it's nostalgia baby we're going back to that 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 mindset of being a child and a child or a young teen or an in-betweener i don't know what you'd call us but yeah it's the same sort of maturity it's how we reacted to those films at the time and we won't forget that in a hurry just like the hollywood machine we are plundering your nostalgia (laughs) we are churning them out let's go back Uh, maybe people want more of them that's all they're saying so let's hit um I'm gonna have to. Do, I don't know if I'm gonna do a medley um, with with both of the trailers, or may I'm gonna drop in uh, just one trailer at a time, or both of them together. We'll see. Well, let's but. let's start chronologically. Let's start with twins. Okay, so. In a secret lab somewhere in the Western Hemisphere. The perfect human specimen has been born. He has the strength of 10 men and the wisdom of 20. He also has a twin brother. I have a brother? Oh my goodness, are you looking good? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Born to be bad. And Danny DeVito. Way to go, Mom! Are twins. My name is Julius. I'm your twin brother. Obviously. The moment I sat down, I thought I was looking into a mirror. Only their mother can tell them apart. Wow. 
Twins, the new comedy from Ivan Reitman. Julius. What? What are you, are you allergic to something? You're all swelled up. You look like you're ready to explode. I love it when you hit people. Who are you? Vincent's brother. The twins. That's right. Twins. Coming this Christmas. So, George, how did we get this movie, Twins? So, starting with, as all these great stories do, um, Arnie was on holiday. He was skiing in Aspen. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling right now to <laughs> but not imagine say this. the age. Imagine the age, though, because the, the imagine the ski gear he was wearing at this that we're talking what eighties. Yeah, would have mid, amazing. Mid, mid, and his mid. and his hair and everything, and the, and you could imagine the aviators. Oh my god! Okay, just see it now. I'm imagining it now, and I'm struggling not to read this anecdote in Arnie's voice. <laughs> um, so he was skiing. He was on holiday in Aspen um, uh, with with some friends, and obviously, you know, in cliquey Hollywood circles, he ended up socialising uh, one night with Ivan Reitman and Robin Williams, and they were having a few drinks and just having a great time. And Ivan Reitman said to him, like. Hey, you're, you know, I'd, I've never realized how funny you are. You've got great comic timing. Have you ever, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, like, um, I, I, everyone like knows if you know, you're Arnie, you know, he's a bit of a, a prankster. Um, yeah. and yeah, like Ivan Ryman picked up on that and said like, you know, you've got great comic timing. You're, you know, you're really funny. Uh, have you ever wanted to do anything with that in your films? And he's like, yeah, I've, I've been, you know, he was, he'd been wanting to do comedy for years and he'd kind of found himself pigeonholed as an action star. So Ivan Ryan was like, well, leave it with me. I'll, I'm going to work up some ideas and I'll come back to you. And I think he went off and wrote up four or five ideas. And one of them was twins, which uh, Arnie loved the, the idea of. Um, but I think actually in the original pitch, it was just twins that were polar opposites uh, in terms of personality, but I don't think it was really much of a like polar opposites in terms of physicalness. And so it was actually Arnie that said, well, why don't we get Danny DeVito? Because that just is so outlandish and, you know, it'll be, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So the, yeah, they, they, they took it from there. So obviously Ivan Reitman passed away a few weeks ago. And Arnie left a very nice tribute uh, on on social media. He said, um, I'm going to have to do this in his voice. I'll always be grateful that he took a chance on this Austrian action hero in a comedy during a time when the studios just wanted me to focus on finding new ways to kill bad guys, blow up things and show off some muscles. Um, What a legend. What a legend. Both of them. He said, I knew I could make it in comedy, but I needed somebody else know it to make it a reality that's why ivan was a great director and friend he could see something in you that other people didn't and he could help you show the rest of the world i think he obviously he's he's very grateful that for reitman you know reitman in the confidence to try stuff who better to say hey you want to make a comedy than the guy that made uh ghostbusters bull strikes and and yeah and 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 help make animal house as well so it's um can you just imagine that for a moment right just imagine being able to like having drinks with ivan reitman 
Robin Williams and Arnold Schwarzenegger in us. Well, but, but imagine having a, a drink with Robin Williams. Well, exactly. I mean, that, that, that guy is just, you know, just every story you hear about him and what, everything you see of him, that would have just been, hmm. I'm just, I'm just imagining now and, and, Arnie, and having him doing impressions of Arnie to Arnie and, and Arnie laughing and stuff like that. Arnie to be basically, obviously sounds like he's holding his own against Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how it started. And Arnie actually uh, in his, in his autobiography. Total Have you mentioned recall. that before? We need to get him on here. It's too late to talk about that, but like, you know, Total Recall. Um, so yeah, he, I think I've mentioned this in previous podcasts. He, I, I think it was in prep for this. He studied comedy. So he would go to stand-up shows. I think he, um, Danny DeVito revealed that Arnie admitted to doing, I think he trained with, uh, with Milton Burl, who's like a classic American stand-up and TV comedian. Like, I think he was like from the, you know, one of the first TV comedy personalities and did the sort of the big comedy stand-up circuit. So Arnie was desperate to get it right. You know, I mean, also, you know, it's, it taps into that, his training mentality of like repetition, repetition, keep, keep training, keep perfecting it, keep getting it right. But yeah, the interesting thing about uh, twins was so whilst he was keen to make a comedy and he was obviously an established star at this point, the studios were nervous that you know whether he's going off the farm. He's he's going, uh, Ernie. What are you doing making these comedies? Well, that's it. So they the studios saw it as a as a risk compared to him making just another action film. So as a result, to get it financed. Arnie, Danny DeVito, and Ivan Reitman all uh, committed to taking no salary up front in, ex- in exchange for a share in the film profits. Now, ah. obviously, that's not anything groundbreaking. Alec Guinness did it for, well, he took a salary sacrifice for Star Wars and took points off the back. Jack Nicholson, also, we t- talked about that in the Batman episode. Jack Nicholson made a fortune by taking a cut of the, the profits for, for Batman. And I think Jack Nicholson continues to make money. Um, but yeah, this I think it was the first time that all three of them did it up front. And they were under sort of like a, a deadline. So apparently they all just like wrote out their deal on a napkin. And apparently Danny DeVito still has this napkin frame. <laughs> um, but Arnie's cut, he got 20% of the profits and he ended up making 35 million through international sales on like home home ends, TV screenings. And apparently he earned more money on twins than any other film. So including the Terminator films. And when we talk about how much you, because when we did T2 on this podcast. He got a jet. <laughs> he was He's given got a, a tank. Ge- He's got he was he's given, building an army. He was, he was given a jet as part of his payment for Terminator 2. So I mean, that's, that's tax deductible. Completely. So the the actual original title for the film was The Experiment, but that was dropped uh-huh. because of Schwarzenegger's Germanic background. <laughs> um, could, could could put out the wrong vibe. So yes, they went with... Uh, so they then, went with The Final Solution. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was even called Brothers, but then there was a David Cronenberg film being made at the time, uh, which was eventually called Dead Ringers, which is about... About uh, identical twins with Jeremy Irons. I don't know if you've, yeah. you're familiar with it, but yeah. yeah, that was going into the working title of Brothers, but eventually became Dead Ringers. So yeah, they went with the name of Twins instead. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I one of the facts that I read was that apparently Arnie and Danny DeVito 
and Hulk Hogan have all revealed in interviews that uh, Arnie and DeVito had the option of doing Twins or Suburban Commando. And had they chosen Suburban Commando instead, Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd would have done Twins. But what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, it's also worth uh, pointing out that obviously this this film is often incorrectly regarded as his comedy debut. Obviously, before he became a star with Conan and Terminator, he had done a few. There was Hercules in New York, where he was quite famously billed as Arnold Strong and dubbed by somebody else. Um, but that's a comedy. And there's a few other sort of films. But I think this is his first comedy role as a as a proper fully fledged lead. Um, and what a lead and, it is. And, and, and a star, yeah. But it's, it's, it's an interesting point in his career. And, I mean, obviously, Ivan Ryman, he's had Ghostbusters. He's, he's had Animal, he's part of Animal House, but Ghostbusters was his, you know, really, really put his, put his name on the, on the list. And um, so it's like, where's Arnie's career at the moment? But one thing you want to say about this film is he's, and it probably is the shorts, but he is ripped, bro. Those calf muscles. Uh, maybe it's just because he's showing them off, but I get the feeling there's a big difference between this and say Terminator, where he seems leaner and taller for some reason. Well, if you think this is so. Uh, Terminator uh, two, T2, by the way, sorry. Yeah, no, because Predator's 87. So he must have done this off the back of Predator. I, no, and, and he lost um, weight. We discussed in Predator, I think it's episode yeah, he, three. Is it episode three? I think it's I think episode it's three episode of this three. podcast. Um, that he'd lost weight for that. He got, uh, but then he did, I think he did this and Red Heat the same time. So I don't know if he bulked up for Red Heat, maybe. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I think obviously it's all about there's so Age much you can, no, but there's, there's, no, but there's so much you can do just purely through costume, through through lighting, through framing, and they're, they're definitely doing some tricks in this to make him look, obviously when he's next to DeVito, he's going to look huge as well. Yeah. Um, and next to... And, you know, and that, um, we're going to get onto this in Kindergarten Cop. Um, yes. The principal in that film. Yes, the, ti- <laughs> the tiny principal in Kindergarten Cop. So I wasn't picked because I was small. Yes, you were. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently he dyed his hair for a uh, blonde for, for twins, again, to sort of stand out a little bit of a different change between... Uh, his other roles but as Twins opens when he's getting you know into that dinghy from his uh, desert island I just couldn't help thinking play, dun, the, dun, command, dun. play the steel drums play the steel just drums just that bit where he's in the road doing the rowing boat or yeah. you could even there's even in your head there's like a hot shots thing going on where where him from Commando passes the other one and goes I loved you in Commando or yeah. respectively I loved you in Twins um, but okay so we're talking about the opening of this film we like to skip through this one but George um what what a soundtrack. I mean, I think probably Seinfeld called. They want their music back. It was Saxalicious, baby. This it's just Oh, the, this well, I think bam, 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 bam. I've I've <laughs> I've made note of it somewhere. This is it's the same composer for both films. It's um it's it's pretty horrendous music. It's so Randy Randy Edelman. Is yeah, um, it's 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 so, and a lot of this movie is to accompany the music, it's very much a lot of it's in soft focus, sleazy. It, feel, um, it feels like a, a Van Damme flashback, but the whole film, <laughs> well, what'd you do? Huh? And is that a very young Heather Graham, very early on? Yes, uh, first I've, I've got, time I've noticed that, or have I, I not watched this film enough? I think I've I, not watched this film enough. 
I've I, yeah, I've got this in my notes that this this film is chock full of cameos, and yeah, I think it was one of Heather Graham's first film credits. So I don't, um, yes, yeah, she, she, so she is the mother, but yeah, I think she must have been like 19, 20 years old. Radiant, simply radiant. But yeah, uh, let's talk about all the phases, the experiments, and the we don't call it just the experiment. No, um, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I feel like what I like about that first act is that it, it actually moves quickly. It's not too sci-fi. It is kind of like no, they get they cut straight into it. Like they're, they're almost like the prologue. You were a perfect specimen. It ended up there's actually twins, and there we go straight. And oh, and you've got a brother. Go and find him. But it, what's weird, I don't know if it's it's done deliberately by Ryman, but you go from, I mean, we could talk for, but just about Danny DeVito in general. I mean, we'll get to him. Is Yeah, I mean, it's just the way that you don't, there's this mystery over who he is. And then you've like got this other story, like, or maybe they're, maybe they're not and you don't believe it. But let's talk about Arnie. He's turning up, got, grinning from ear to ear with his blonde hair. And well, then he's the- comparing himself to a picture of Stallone or his Rambo. Love going, it. Ha, what a, that's so ridiculous. He like, he like, he, he goes, and then he's like, no, that would be silly. It would be yeah. silly to, you know, <laughs> and um, that shows you where we are. That shows you where we are in the, in the zeitgeist. I'm glad Arnie was laughing about it he was having fun yeah Stallone Stallone meanwhile plotting um but there's no there's one other cameo at the start that we we missed that I completely missed until I was reading through uh, the trivia but apparently no no so the um the man training um uh Jules how to is it is Arnie Jules in this? And yeah, so he's Jules and Diane DeVito is Vincent's Julian um the man training him in Oriental arts is Kari Hiroyuki Togawa. Oh God, is that no? I think I spotted that when I watched it. I just didn't make a note. Of it's, it. I think he's like heavily made up, but like oh, it's. Oh, no, calm, but no, calm down. There's no techno. Yeah, it's not that sort of movie. It's not that sort of movie. Again, he's waiting on the beach. <laughs> yeah, <in> his throne. <laughs> um, just ready to go. Um, we've also got. Um, well, I mean, there's the introduction of the two characters. Like he's been what I, what I love about there's there's some similarities. You know, when you see the sort of pumping iron. I think when we were growing up, my because you know he made this video about how he used to work out and stuff. And the, what's it is it is it what's his what was Arnie's uh, documentary film called? Pumping iron. Pumping iron. Yeah, it was pumping iron. But in that, it, it's almost like he's on an island. And in when I, as I was growing up, these two stories merged together. So like how he's brought up, like he learned all the philosophers. I actually thought that that's what pumping iron covers. You know? Right. Okay. That Arnie was a perfect specimen. Or just that Arnie had grown up on an island learning on about a, all the on philosophers an island. and pumping iron. That, okay. that was, the, oh, okay. the two were quite similar. So that was my idea of him. Maybe that's what I have an inflated right. opinion of him. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, no, I love, anyway. Yeah, I, you know, with um, talking about DeVito, he is obviously, you know, great at that slime ball sleaze bag. You know, he, he does it in his sleep. He did it loads of times throughout the 80s, obviously, with Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile, Ruthless People. I think he's a special kind of sleazeball. And I think he is the type a lovable sleazeball. No, but I think he's the type of guy that a lot of people today model themselves on. And uh, I, I, what I love about it, I watched a full season of, there was a full, I think it was maybe one or maybe two, but there was a full season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And then they just introduce him. He's like the dad of one yeah. of them and he comes in and he's just, and it just takes it up to an, what was a good comedy, takes it up to another level. You know, it would just be, it was, it was nuts. Um, 
so yeah, and he's continued to be to be relevant like that. So yeah. Uh, is there any production chat around the idea of a third film? Should we cover that now? We'll we'll well we'll get that. I think. Do you want to do that at the end? Okay, yes. Yeah, so, at the end. Uh, the, David Caruso. David Caruso. Hang on. A very young David. Did Caruso. you say David Caruso? Oh, I've got to wear sunglasses. He's so cool. So yeah, David Caruso. That's a, a, a small sort of early role for him. Obviously, before uh, NYPD Blue. And There's Jade. All- and Jade, <laughs> that won't be a retro ramble film. Um, there's also a um, a very subtle cameo that only a hardened Arnie fan uh, like myself uh, would get. So there's a bit where Arnie goes to bail out Danny DeVito from jail, and he goes into the you know the interview glass booths, and he's waiting for who's the big guy. And it's the big guy that walks past and Arnie assumes... hoping his... No, yeah. hoping. Hoping Hope, is hoping. his twin brother. So that is Peter Kent, who is also known as Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double. Uh, well, because they are remarkably similar. Yeah. yeah, no, but I only know because I've seen so many behind-the-scenes photos of those two together. Like on T2, he's the guy on the bike, you know, on the wires and stuff like that. Um, I, re- I remembered this bit, this, this joke. You yeah. know, the fact there's this side gag is, is it Arnie? And do you want to know, who, guess who I remembered as? For some reason, I'd heightened the odds. I thought it was Lou Ferrino. I don't know why. All right. I remember the scene where he's waiting for his brother to turn on. I was like, oh, this is the bit with Lou Ferrino. Ah, and, uh, interesting. No, but I just, you know, those two at the same sort of time, it was like the two big guys. Yeah. But uh, all there's that other guy or other people who've appeared in canon films, such as The Running Man uh, and Predator. Those, th- the big guys. Yeah, but, Jesse um, Ventura. Exactly, the like. Yeah. So, no, I like how they're introducing this film. Uh, Arnie is somewhat naive, but not totally stupid. He's like, na- he turns up as like, I'll do anything for you. And then he's like, how much money do you actually owe? So he's not completely... He's naive when the plot needs him to be, but I think Ryman uses him well. I think we're seeing a lot of different sides to Arnie that we've never seen before. For us, looking back, these films stand out, but it must have been weird to have seen this back then, after the <laughs> films he'd done. Up well, no, it's, it, it's a great a play against type in terms of that complete naivety, that, yeah, that fish-out-water comedy. And he does it, I say, you know, DeVito's doing his sleaze bag thing. <laughs> you know, he, does, he does that in his sleep. But it's such a joy to see Arnie as that wide-eyed wonder of, you know, the pavement was his enemy. I and I love just the there's little sight gags like um the sign on Vincent Benedict's his his office. There's a list of stuff and it's at the top it says sports agent, and at the bottom it's like <laughs> patio furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. That's genius. <laughs> but yeah, I know, like I say, the, and they've got a great chemistry together like it's a testament of of this film i think between the two films we're talking about in this episode i think there isn't as many memorable one-liners in this but it's more about their just their repertoire their banter between each other i know i just feel it's 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 a it's a gentle comedy rather than a laugh out loud comedy i don't know maybe maybe it is as you say like at the time people just found it so hilarious because it was so outlandish, they hadn't seen Arnie do anything like that before. For me, it's kind of like um, like a peacock presenting itself as like we're going to do a film with Arnie and. 
Danny DeVito, they're going to be twin brothers. And I think that whole thing where they put on the suits and they have the glasses, we all remember that. And yeah. it's used, it was using a lot of sky movie montages about the films that they've got. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like the, the, there was certain iconic scenes from the eighties. We all know the ones from the breakfast club from top gun, blah, blah, blah. And this was one of them. It was like, uh, there's the rain man on the escalators and there's these yeah. two guys, sunglasses in their suits. Um, and, I, I don't know what's, what's weird for me. That's how it was sold. That's how it's remembered. And as you say, it's not for the one-liners. It's not for any set pieces or it's just for what stood out to me this time was how much the MVP in this is Danny DeVito. It's his arc. You know, yeah. it's like you see what he goes from a complete disbeliever to being suspicious, to having it revealed to him, to him getting an emotional about it. And then him. So whereas Arnie's kind of always the same character throughout, like, I'm your brother, Vince. I, he believes from the get go. Yeah. So he doesn't seem to go on the same sort of journey as Danny DeVito, who goes full 180. And um, yeah, there's something about that chemistry between the two of them. Like it starts off. I don't know. We it's what I think is funny about that. It's like it's a typical it's very similar to a buddy cop thing in that we're never going to get along that's what it's got yeah. the buddy cop aspect to it it's like two cops put together Murdoch you know whoever it is and Riggs whoever it is all these people who will never get on it it's that type of thing but on this there's this other level where they're actually brothers you know and they've got the same mm. mother and and it all comes together at the end so yeah it's um what do you think of the subplots with our friend uh marshall bell you know Kuato? no i refer to him as they suck no this isn't it yeah he's the general he doesn't say the, that amazing line. It's Ironside who says they, they sucked his brains out. Sucked his brains out. But is it, well, you haven't killed them yet. Him, he yeah. is brilliant, and he's obviously um, hitting it out of the park in this film, enjoying it. And it's yeah, I mean, they've got to have a subplot, and I think this will get back to this in when we in our second uh, special, second feature, second second part of this special, Iden Reitman special, Kindergarten Cop. The subplot and that and the What's the opposite of a subplot? A plot. Oh, okay. So the plot versus subplot in Kindergarten Cop, there's a lot to talk about there. Um, and you'd say they 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 operate on different levels in both cases. So maybe Ivan Reitman was more comfortable one than with the other. But anyway, it works. It works yeah. to have a balance. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just felt that there wasn't like, it was almost like uh, they put it in just to say, oh, well, there's still a little bit of sort of actiony sort of peril, peril, peril George. Per, per, that, that's what that's yeah. what the um, accreditation yes. yeah, the, <laughs> mild this... scenes of mild peril. Yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> just I just feel like you could have just made it as a wacky road trip film and it still would have worked. But I mean, as you say, Marshall Bell as the I can't remember what he's called, but he's just the, that assassin. And Webster. I just think he's, Webster. Webster. He's brilliant. Um, but I just felt. It was almost like a bit tacked on, like, oh yeah, for you know, remember the subplot, it's still going. Um, it works though. I think in in both cases it works because there's a bit of that. I say, well, I think we'll I think we can expand on this when we cover kindergarten cop, but it's like they both have subplots, and yeah. the subplots are not really that relevant to the meat of the film. They're there to serve a purpose. And if anything, they're probably there to provide a beginning, a middle, and end. You know, True. if nothing else. Well, that's so, it. It, it gives them gives them a bit of closure. It it. It and I suppose it, it helps uh with their um their character arcs as well in terms of Danny DeVito changing. Um can we but, talk about when they stumble upon their first dad? Yes. Is granddad wearing 
the sorry the the inner linings have perished tight sport <laughs> gear is he is that meant to make him athletic look athletic like I, th- Arnie? I, th- I think so i think so the, <laughs> the um the reason i was going to talk about this scene because this is um there's there's jason reitman so obviously ivan reitman's son who's gone on to become a, a a director in his own right so he did uh juno uh up in the air and he directed the uh obviously carried on the legacy of the ghostbusters he did the the most recent ghostbusters film after i haven't seen up in the air yet up in the air is good uh juno so yeah he he's mainly known I've seen for juno like, yeah no juno is good yeah. he's mainly you know known for quirky comedies um but yes he he cameos in that scene he's one of uh the the sports guy in the short shorts he's he's one of the grandkids that comes up right. to Arnie, but he will also feature in Kindergarten Cop. So we'll, we'll jump back for another Jason Reitman cameo later on. Bring it. Okay. So um, what else? I mean, which, let's talk about, uh, are we going to talk about the girls? Sisters, eh? Sisters, eh? Um, I mean, the lovely Kelly Preston. She's stunning. My so, God. Mrs., Mrs. John Travolta. Yeah, and who uh, was she, with she, us until unfortunately just breast cancer it was a couple. Of yeah, years she ago, passed a, a couple a couple of years ago. As well, um, it's quite sad. It's. Uh, I, I, I just love how she's sitting in the car. She looks so uncomfortable when Arnie gets in the car. And it's like you're going to sit in the back, but she's got her back at like 45 degrees to the door, and I think they put a plant or some flowers next to her. Why? Yeah. And there's like blue light coming in. But she, the back she looks she amazing. Look, I mean, no, she. The, the woman doesn't need to do much to look a million dollars. And she's no, but, like, no, but as, as you say, but it's just the way she sat. I'm just like, when have you ever gone in a car and seen anybody, anybody waiting for you? Like, and not just your wife, it, you know. When has the Uber driver done that for you, for example? It just doesn't happen. I think you have to pay extra for that on Uber. <laughs> um, but no, you, you, that's what like goes back to what I was saying. Like everything's in soft focus. It feels like everything. Everyone's following around Kelly Preston with like spotlighting and and dried ice and. Lips and lips out to put on some, yeah, some Vaseline on the lens. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a nice bit of um, it just adds into that whole sort of synchronicity of you know the fact them doing the same dance moves at the same time and stuff like this. Um, Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight, that's bro. Weird, that's a weird. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's a Adlebang from from Davido, and it just and it's it's in the film a lot. Yeah, it's in the, it's, it's in it maybe just one time too many, but no, I, I think it's cool. I, I do the thing you just picked up on there, the mannerisms where they're doing the same that's, thing. That's nice. That's yeah. well done, and it's yeah. I like it where it's done subtly at the beginning. It's like they are actually brothers when it's yeah. still not sure, um, and then it's like it just it's cute, you know, it's cute. But I, I say the the thing that holds this whole all together is. Um, I just love Davido's character. I, I think I love his performance. He's just like, yeah, I'm doing this, but yeah, deep down and blah, blah, blah. I, th- I think it's, there's, there's that bit with a scientist who seems to be horrible. Yeah. Unnecessarily horrible to Danny Davido. And he's like, what? Um, and you're like, is Arnold going to beat him up as well? And it's, um, it's just that funny scene where the, like the Terminator turns up to protect Danny DeVito. He's getting chased by the Klein brothers, whoever they are, the, the, the loan sharks. Yeah. And it's like, who doesn't need, when you're a Danny DeVito, who doesn't need that turning up? And you can imagine that's almost the pitch. You know, it's like, oh no, but he really needs Arnold. You know, he needs a brother like Arnold, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, so yeah, a lot of, it's, um, as you say, not as many one-liners. It's a classic Reitman. It's a nice, it's got a good pace to it. I think it's, it's an important part 
of of Arnie's like filmography in terms of like him proving that he, he wasn't just an action star. He could pull off the comedy. But yeah, for me, I'm not going to rush back and and watch this again. It's not one of those those even those eighties comedies that you're like, oh yeah, you know, you must watch that. I don't think it's, it has really. It's you know, it's it's fine. It's inoffensive. It's 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 an easy watch. But I say there's not that much like great comedy that makes it you know stand out. It's like a, a warm fuzzy film. It's good to go back to it every now and again. Let's move on and talk about the third film. And I think now is an appropriate time to talk about it. So tell us all about Treplets. Is it happening? Is it not happening? Well, as 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 recent as I think you yes- could be the third person. Oh my God. Well, as, as recent as yesterday, uh, Arnie has uh, said it's still on the books because it was all set to shoot, I think, this year. So it was an idea that I think that Arnie came up with about uh, maybe about 10 years ago, maybe a bit longer. Um, whereas the third trip, there's going to be a, yeah, a third brother and it was going to be Eddie Murphy. And that was all set to happen. And then I think Eddie Murphy had to pull out and then they replaced it with uh, Tracy Morgan, you know, from 30 Rock. Yeah. And Ivan Reitman was on board to direct and yeah, it was going to shoot this year. And obviously with Reitman's passing, everyone's like, well, what's happening with triplets? And apparently Arnie says, oh, well, yeah, we still want to make it happen. We're just home to find another director. Yeah. However, um, Jason Momoa has said a couple of years ago, he'd love to do a remake of Twins with his Game of Thrones co-star Peter Dinklage. I'd watch that. Yeah, why not? That, That would be hilarious. But yeah, should we, anyway, should we move on to uh, Let's. Kindergarten Cop? Now, more than ever, to be a teacher requires patience, kindness, and understanding. Fortunately, Astoria Elementary has just hired such an individual. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. Don't worry. Everything is under control. He's an undercover detective. I assume you have some teaching experience. They wouldn't have sent me otherwise. Assigned to find a mother and son. Did Danny ever say what Crisp's wife looked like? Before a killer does. First, I would like to just get to know you. A male kindergarten teacher. That's unusual. He's been trained to shoot. What made you become a kindergarten teacher? He's been trained to fight. But there are some things... You mean you eat other people's lunches? Stop it! He's never been trained to handle. They're walking all over me. Listen, Kimball, you gotta handle this like any other police situation. You're going to be my deputy trainees. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. You are mine now. I'm Princess Arnold Schwarzenegger. You hit the kid, I hit you. Wow. In an Ivan Reitman film. Are you married, Mr. Kimball? No, I'm not. He's not married, Mom! Welcome to Astoria, the single parent capital of America. You got a little mustache. It's from the milk. Kindergarten Cop.
let's talk about kindergarten cup. So, I'm a cop, um, you idiot. So what's interesting, uh, I think, so uh, as per usual, I think we should start off with uh, some production chat. So, George, how do we get this film? Was this a slam dunk? Hey, I've got another idea or I've got another idea. For, I've got another role for you, Arnold. This We've just done Twins. This is coming after Twins. What, what was Arnie doing in 989? Doesn't matter. He did Twins. Then he did this. What's the story? So uh, as far as I can gather with, with this, I couldn't uncover too much, but... Um, Whilst Twins was obviously tailor-made for Arnie, it seems like this was a script that was going around and various people were approached, which I'll go on to obviously later in Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. However, Arnie became interested in it because he uh, became a father, I think for the first time in 1989. So obviously, yeah, he'd done... um, He'd done twins, but that sort of kind of like the fact the whole sort of father aspect appealed to him. So whilst the script was floating around, I think obviously they've he's worked with Reitman again. And I think he he may have brought as far as you can gather, I think brought Reitman on board and said, right, there's the script. Why don't you and I get together again and we'll develop it together? Um, Because apparently uh, Arnie had a few conditions before accepting the role. So, yeah, he wanted Reitman to direct. He wanted to feature a physical fitness theme in it. And I think this is around about the time he was uh, in real life. Arnie was fitness czar for or a fitness ambassador for George Bush Sr. And he and Reitman, for some reason, wanted to include the themes of broken homes, child abuse and family life written into the script. So they had obviously had a lot of bargaining power. Um, but yes, the obviously the script was floating around before either of them were attached. Well, I guess all those themes came up, didn't they? Because there's and well, the press charges. Well, no, I say they, 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 I think they, they they included that, built that into the script as well as probably building it on his character to fit his persona more than it would, you know, any of there's the other actors. Or such. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but there's this how he's introduced is brilliant. I can't remember another. Have you? Can you tell me another film where Arnie's had a beard? Is that a fake beard? I'm have just you, saying bearded Arnie. I've no, never no, seen no, but I've got um, to refer it to. No, no, it, there's, there's, there's um, adverts which are just out now. No, there's. Uh, uh, I th- I'm fairly sure. Yes, Double and Sabotage. I think. Uh, I'm, I haven't f- seen that. It's terrible. I have turned that's it off. Why I, that's why I haven't seen it, bro. Because you help me out. You tell me which. Don't 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 uh, destroy uh, I, your image I, of Arnie. I'm pretty sure he has a a beard to show the passage of time or show it's a flashback for the opening of or oh, some point in Running Man. I think when he's a prisoner, okay. when he's That's a prisoner a real, and he's in stubble, if I remember rightly. But it's, no, I, th- it is I, th- I think sexy. it's quite. Whereas this is I was watching watching this with <laughs> this my wife. This is a fake beard. Let's and I turned to Tallulah and uh, my wife and I was like, that's a fake beard, right? She's like, obviously. <laughs> so like obviously. really, it's it's just the close-ups. You can see like it's glued, sort of glued on and it's slightly, yeah. but you know, he looks, he looks a badass, you know, obviously he's got the trench coat. He's got the glasses that are different from the Terminator glasses. Um, Tell you what's not different from Terminator, at least T2, is the mall. He's, he's, a, he's in the mall. And he's pacing. in the back, he's in the back, the back yeah. alleys of the mall, like he is in T2. So it's, do you know, it's, it's funny because like, it's, that, that's where you go life imitating art, imitating life in that they've obviously said, no, no, we, at the beginning of the film, we need to show you as what you're known for. 
So we yeah. want you, you're going to be like the Terminator, but don't worry, we're going to give you a beard. I haven't got time to grow on. It's okay. We're going to, we're going to stick one on. No one will notice. Maybe George's wife, but nobody else. Because okay. um, that's it. It's not even like a proper beard. It's just like some uh, like heavy-ish it's stubble. Not, it's not, yeah, exactly. It's thick stubble. So it's one of those, they're probably, they're probably getting into different, levels, but I just think it's funny that they've said to him, we're going to take, because there's obviously this after Terminator. It's like, we want to show that side of you. Yeah. in this mall and you're going down the side streets and you're following a bad guy and then two years later we've got the greatest science fiction film ever made and the great and the great the greatest uh film I, I i'm safe to say this the greatest film that features scenes filmed in the back passages service passages of a of a shopping mall let's get it exact so like this is no <laughs> t2 but it's interesting this is pre T2. So well, I, I kind of, I don't know. So is, is that a ponytail or are you just greasy to see me? We won't, oh. we won't get to ponytail just yet. No, but I'm just thinking like, obviously we kind of glossed over it with, with twins, but in terms of first memories of this film, I remember it obviously having the actiony him being a cop. A I remember the trailer. No, the trailer opens with the whole, I'm John Kimball. I love my car. It, that, yeah, no, that no, but that's it. opens with that. But that's it. I remember that bit where he goes to the club or that party or whatever and kills everybody. Um, but I don't remember the mall scene. And I don't know if it's like you, you've, you've talked about in previous episodes that, you know, the video hadn't started recording yet. You know, you select se- or selective memory. Yeah, probably because it's the mall scenes right at the beginning. I, yeah. I agree. I agree with you on that. I remember there was probably... That, that's how it worked you know it wasn't it wasn't down to the very first minute sometimes you'd miss miss the recordings but i just i remember the trailer introduced the like showed him with a beard and the sunglasses who wears sunglasses at night uh a crazy ass cop all the time shotgun. he wears it's them always, all, all the time what's so nuts about that scene is he goes in there and he shoots the place up and you just said he goes and kills anyone he doesn't kill anybody but he goes into a place that's apparently full of criminals and just shoots a shotgun and blows up lots of glass because it was the 80s let's 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 blow some glass around the place um but nobody pulls a gun on him like in a normal scenario it's like if you were to walk into the back room of a club and do like fire one shot yeah you know you'd expect or maybe hollywood's made us to believe you'd expect some sort of shootout whereas they're all like ah no he's blowing up the furniture run away yeah Um, he's shooting all the furniture (laughs) And it's just for him to say, I'm a cop. And it's witness intimidation, basically. Um, but don't worry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he's it's, a good ve- it's very creepy. He's like, I'm going to be around here a lot. And it's not like, witness intimidation. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Um, um, but yes, let's let's talk about Crisp. They're with his... Oh, my the God. Mo- one of the, mo- the most... 90s bad guy or slash he's, he's got the the boxy blazer some awful shirts and oh that ponytail that, that ponytail. ponytail is is i think you know woody allen said that a lack of sense of humor is grounds for divorce and i would say that that ponytail is licensed for him being hunted down right now and it being cut off his body and burnt well there's uh there's an old um you know, Armstrong and Miller, there's a, a sketch where there's this always like really smooth guy chatting away and like and then he turns. And, and turns and he's got this like tiny ponytail. People are like, oh, ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it with this. It's just like, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty oh cool guy. Oh, 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 my oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to be sick. I just threw it up in my mouth. Um, and he's what, hissable. He's yeah. he's cheesy and he's just like got some like action going on and talking through my teeth because I'm so angry. Charlie, you know who he? Uh, what else he's in there? 
No, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's a Mr. Character actor, but this has got to be his biggest role. Ted, how many hitchhikers are we talking about? <laughs> hitchhikers? I, in my lifetime? You sick son of a bitch, gonna fry. <laughs> No, no, I'm no foul. <laughs> so yes, he's he's in a bunch of foul. Uh, so he's called um, what's his name, Richard Richard Tyson. He's in a bunch of Farrelly Brothers films. So he's in Very something about aware of his strengths. I so yeah, he's in something about Mary, and I think he's in King, Kingpin and uh, me, myself, and Irene. But yes, he's very memorable as the very aggressive cop <laughs> in, uh, interrogating Ben Stiller. But yes, he's really sleazy in this, but there's also mother. Mother. Smother. No, smother. I mean mother. <laughs> um, yes, mother. Everything's going to plan. They've I, you can make a movie just about their relationship. I think there's actually there's a much there's a, as you say, there's a darker side to this film. Can you imagine like if uh, the kindergarten cop was like only a very small part of the film and it was all just about him and like uh, uh, what's the film with Woody Harrelson and uh, Julianne Lewis <laughs> oh Natural it's, Born Killers it's like that with these two <laughs> well that's it like you know just bring out bring out a sequel but it's just from their perspective and it's just following what they're up to whilst Arnie's doing all his training just him and mother on a road trip no mother not like I that wa- but I wa- said I want to listen to Fleetwood Mac mother <laughs> It's just colder here, mother. You should wear a scarf. It's just, it's wrong on so many levels, but it works. Uh, But as we talked about, it was brought up in Twins. This is the subplot. It works better in this than in Twins. In Twins, it sticks out. It's it's, it's like, it's his old life. It's his old life and it's why he's there. Yeah, it's it's bookended. and, And I think it's obviously all the setup. You have to go undercover at a, primary school i mean yeah we talked about before like there's there's the 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 lady playing uh the the tiny principal sorry linda hunt is is her name but she like stood next to arnie and just makes him look ginormous yeah and it's it's used i think a few times in this film it's just like he's next to children he's next to that but it's um so we've got arnie with the arnie with a beard there's a lot of adr for the very, uh, especially for the teacher, I don't think she, I think everything she says is ADR. What, the uh, the little, um, the head teacher? The hot teacher. Oh, uh, Penelope Ann Miller, who was, seemed to be really hot in the early 90s. She's in like Carlito's Way. I yeah. think she's in The Shadow and she was in The Relic. So yeah, she like had a, I mean, she's still oh my like. God, The Relic with Michael. Ma- Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore, that's it. I always think he's called Michael, but yeah, Tom Sizemore. I I mean, I think he gets confused with Michael Madsen quite a bit. That's Um, it. That's the one. um, I think I'm I'm in the confused party, definitely. She's still churning out stuff, but it seemed like she was very much a hot property early to mid-90s. Did I not mention my ferret? Yeah, I mean, uh, an interesting idea, decision. Uh, it's just odd. It's just odd. It's just why like, have you got a ferret and why do you leave it in the car to bake while you're at school? It's well, weird. that's it. And it's just sort of like, it's it's the fact that it's not mentioned at all until he, how am I going to win these kids over? I know, I'll get the ferret out the car. It's like, what ferret? Um, no, it would have made sense if it was just in one more scene. Like just yeah. one more scene before that, it wouldn't have been as weird. But I mean, I'm going to keep going back to this 
I'm not sure. I'm not saying that Arnie has range. I feel like in Twins in this film, he was trying to see what range he had. And I just want to pick up a few things. So we've had Arnie with a beard. Um, we've had uh, sweaty, fakey beard Arnie. We've got Austrian speaking Arnie in this film. We've got running army. We've got military training Arnie. We've got poetry reading Arnie. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's many different. And we've got going on a date Arnie. We've got things that we've not seen from him. I don't know when was the last time I watched this film, but there's so many quotes that you like. That I say in comparison to this and twins, this film is so so quotable. You know, everyone will say, you know, it's it's not a tumor. And who is your daddy? And what does he do? Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure if that just came about because of remember soundboards, Charlie. Remember when oh the, in, the early days, of the internet, there was an Arnie soundboard. And I think early days, there still is. They're brilliant. You just go, you click a mouse, and you just make, you can get we, apps now. Yeah, we we had lots of fun with with Arnie soundboards when they first came out, and a lot of them quotes were from from this um but i i talked you know you're talking about uh the dating scene i i totally forgot about it's a great scene where he's with he's he's with his partner and she's just like oh yeah i'm 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 his sister ursula and i just thought that was hilarious like it's a great bit of uh comedy yeah it's just like i'm and you she's like well yeah you're supposed to be she was supposed to be able to have gone undercover and create a personality so why can't she do that if she, if she can mm. do that, this is this is testament to her role, I think. Rather than, oh yeah, she's she's ill, so Arnie steps in. She could never have done a good job as him. This is her way. I think it's a way of showing that her character could. Yeah, she she, 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 she's great in this. Uh, uh, Pamela, real Reeves. very strong character, and I think Arnie. Looking back, I think Arnie would have benefited of having more roles like that. Being sat next to a strong woman, picking fun at him. Yeah. You know, she says, get these tree trunks out of my way and stuff like that. I don't know. It just, it makes him more, I think it makes him more appealing, more bearable. I just, I think that it was the, it was the style of the time, you know, to put, to put big actors like him, like they did it with Stallone and um, I'm going to say Paulie Shaw. It wasn't Paulie Shaw. Who was it um, in, in, in the oh um rob schneider right they put the, that's how they accentuate size but what you see in this film is it's such a good dynamic between the two of them in this film it's like she's got her thing and he's totally different she but they both respect mm. each other and i just think he walks away out of this film looking better and i say i've mentioned all those ranges but he's he's putting in 110 percent effort and you've got to give some credit, to, though, to uh, a lot of the laughs in this film come from the kids. And you can tell that a lot of it is just unscripted, like just just keep them going. Just like all the stuff some of the kids come out with. It's hilarious. I'm pretty sure this spawned the TV show Kids Say the Darndest Things or kids whatever they say called. the funniest <laughs> things. One of those shows, because it is just 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 hit the camera rolls because I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I thought the exact same when my daddy does this. I don't think any of that was scripted. It was yeah. like, what does your my, dad do? What does my he daddy's say? a sex machine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like I think they had some fun with that. Uh, what would kids say? Or what would kids say? What's what is the type of thing kids would say? And what's the funniest version of that? I think that's where Reitman's skill comes in here. I think he's in both films. It's like, okay, so I'm taking this sort of story. I'm taking that. How can I? How can it have heart and be funny? Mm. and carry itself along and he demonstrates it in both of these films um i have a question though in the mon- there's obviously the montage where he's arnie's getting in his the 80s it was the 80s everything but arnie's getting his mandatory no i we need to sh- teach the kids fitness um how long is he actually teaching for 
Because isn't it three days? Be, is it supposed three to be days. three days? Three days, and the principal turns around and goes, "You got a job for life." Got a job for life. <laughs> you know that. You know that. You know that teacher that's worked here forever. That I said in Act One, you're you're putting me in a bind, getting rid of her. She's gone. The job's she's yours. Gone. Yeah, she's gone. You're so amazing. That is some of the finest teaching I have I've ever seen. seen. <laughs> um, okay, I, I'm glad. I'm glad for that. I guess it's to say mission accomplished. Is that is that the point here? Well, it's it's just to is show it, it's, it, it's to show his his methods may be extreme, but he's he's learning. He's he's becoming know, a better person. I think person. this is this is what we probably don't ring the bell enough about because we feel we don't need to on this podcast. This is just eighties cheese. We had nineties cheese, you know. Think uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. This was eighties cheese. It was oh well. As I say, the music, the music when they're driving through the woods to get to get to Astoria. Um, is like and like uh, Talia and I just sat there like on the sofa putting our heads bopping our heads side to side music is awful Um, until Crisp's sinister music plays in Um, I'm sure you'll you'll drop some in 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 the post edits why not why not so yes we have uh, I love you mother Crisp is is back Um, him being a really bad guy stealing that Scalectrics track oh that's no, the, the, he fucking stalks that guy and then offers him money and then but just beats him up. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'll give you four times the price. We did but, talk about this, I think, in recent episodes about like how bad guys show how bad they are. It's kind it, of like this well, is this is how bad he is. Look what he's doing this 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 he's, uh, he's beating he's up. He's a fucking monster. He's a monster, <laughs> but the real monster is mother. And I'm sure like smother. Smother. Mother is more effective than Crisp. Like, you know, she's the one that actually manages to take Arnie down and you know she almost gets gets him almost offs him well let's talk about that because like mother takes out the witness uh, yes Chris Chris I, would Chris would be nowhere almost takes out Arnie Arnie fails and it's actually the partner that comes the mother takes out the partner then the partner scrambles back and, 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 and if she's it, the saviour and if it hadn't been for Chekhov's ferret um, then Chris probably would have killed Arnie as well that perfectly timed ferret that doesn't bite anyone <laughs> Um, until he's needed until he's needed I knew as soon as that ferret turned up he was going to bite somebody yeah. just kick, kick its face off what's that otters um, either either applies I reckon you could kick the other's face off yeah so um, final thoughts have you done could have would have sugar could have would have sugar could have would have should have uh, we haven't but first I've got well we, um, so yeah we, we talked about there's the the Jason Reitman uh, cameo in this is that he is the the boy making out with the girl during the fire alarm. But I have got a new feature that I'm going to start in the series. I'm not sure how long it's going to run for because it is Ferris trivia. This is like monkey magic. It's a bit like monkey magic. Uh, who knows how, how much ferret trivia we'll get out of this series. But owning a pet ferret like Kimball does is illegal in California. <laughs> A ban which former governor Arnold Schwarzenegger supported. Fortunately, this film is set in Astoria, Oregon, where it is perfectly legal. Another Relevant. one of those facts tomorrow. I like the no. I, I think you didn't even need to say it was legal. It takes something away. I like the idea that the reason why it's it's hidden in his car and it's hidden in the bag and it's like a you know it's a bit of a scamster. It's because he's illegal. It's because illegal. Anyway, um, so speaking of Astoria. 
Does that ring any bells, the location? Yes. Yes, it does. So the the elementary school is apparently only just a few blocks away from the Goonies house. There it is. That's there what it is. And apparently house. when they're doing the school fair, there's like a long shot and you can actually see the um, the islands, you know, the rocky coast yeah. that you see in uh, in the Goonies. So there you go. If you haven't listened to it, we also covered the Goonies early on. In oh, of course. That, yeah, that was, that was a long time ago. Um, um, but uh, shall we release Jeff and Celine? I think it's time to, uh, they're knocking on the door. Jeff's pretty happy with how we covered him in um, Independence Day in one of our more recent episodes. So he's happy to come back on the show. Here they are. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. So Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda is where George enlightens us on actors who were considered for roles but didn't get them. So who have we got this time? Well, again, um, I say this is from IMDb, so take from a pinch of salt. So there's quite a few people that were considered for the role of Detective John Kimball, Bill Murray, Patrick what? Swayze. I think I think you, yes. You, so, so if you you just go through them and just say if it's if you think it's bullshit or not. So yeah, Bill Murray, no. Patrick Swayze. Yes, that's yes. kind of believable. Jack Nicholson. I he could do it. Why not? And finally, Danny DeVito. You know, there's somebody. Um, well, oh, no. Thinking... Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. There's. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just Chuck, where, Chuck Walker. Where in. the hell is Walken in that list? Um, Chuck Norris. Yes, would watch. Kurt Russell. Definitely would watch. Definitely. Much better. Yeah, that's the uh, go to. And Robin Williams. I can't see Rob- Robin Williams as a hard edged cop taking out, blowing up places with a shotgun. I also think Robin Williams going into a school, being a teacher, got an Oscar doing it in a slightly different way. So, yeah, yeah. I think he, it was good for him to hold out. And then finally, for the role of Crisp, apparently Christian Slater was considered uh, after Iron, Ivan Reitman had seen him in Heathers, but Christian Slater turned it down to avoid being typecast. And refusing to sport a ponytail. So, um, <laughs> so here, here is the, the costume sketches. Oh, God, no. It's not even in the script. I'm sorry. If he doesn't have a ponytail, I'm not making this movie. You're wearing a ponytail. I'm out. I'm out. So, okay. Anybody else? Uh, no, no. I mean, uh, I've, I've, there was quite a few people. Is there? But... And no, no. I'm saying, is there anybody else apart from Walken who you could have considered? So that was <laughs> coulda, woulda, shoulda. For on my final point, suspicious spin-offs. So there is actually a direct-to-DVD Kindergarten Cop 2 starring Dolph Lundgren. That is completely unrelated. I think it's just the same setup, but instead of it, he's an FBI agent and he goes to like a very artistic, arty-farty... Retreat? Um, you know, a, a, a very relaxed type of learning school, you know, sort of like a... An unconventional learning school. A sanctuary. So, yeah, let's go with that. Um, but I watched the trailer and I, I realized I will never get those three minutes of my life back. Is that the film where he's scared of white and the end fight is in a milk factory? No, no, that's John Woo's Blackjack. Still to okay. be covered. So we can add that to our revelation. Revel- <laughs> to revelations. That's amazing. What a, what, a, what a character arc. What a character arc. Okay, so that was the Ivan Reitman double bill special. We've covered twins. We've covered Kindergarten Cop. We hope you've enjoyed them. And if you haven't, 
let us know because you know we might read those comments. Um, well, I was, I was just going to say, in, in terms of final thoughts on Hidden Garden Cop, I think it does, and I think it got like picked up on this by the critics when it first came out. It does feel a little bit uneven at times. With you've got, as you say, drug overdoses, child abuse, people getting go down, but then you've got hilarious comedy in the middle. It's it's kind of. It, I mean, I think it's 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 fine and it works. It's it's enjoyable, but it is a bit of an oddity, isn't it? I think you're used to term bookends when we talk about these subplots. I think it works better. Yeah, Kindergarten Cop. Yes, but it's still a bit out there because uh, you know we we've, we've seen these. The, the, how many times does the fish out of water thing come up from you know? Uh, Johnny Utah, you know, you're going to have to be a surfer uh, to, you know, going undercover and all this is like, okay, this is nuts. It's like somebody like Arnie going to be, it's like kindergarten teacher, gender bias. That's a yeah. woman's job. And there's a lot of single mothers as well. Oh my God. We haven't talked about them. That, that, that's some serious levity. And this is like, he is getting hit on. Like there is no tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he he's hit pay dues. It's like, never mind the undercover. I'm well, how's how's the case going? I've never I haven't had this much sex since I was a scout leader. Um no, it was a it was a good time for a kindergarten teacher. But uh I don't know. There's something about that subplot that it's I think it's more hilarious in this, and I'm not just talking about the ponytail. There's something about it in this, whereas there's like in both, I think we talked about this in twins. In both times, they don't seem menacing. But is that just us now? The bad guys don't seem at all menacing. I mean, you beat up that poor man for the scale electric track, Charlie. What are you on about? Oh no, he, uh, that's what I'm saying. Crisp is terrifying. Crisp. <laughs> if he wasn't so hilariously a puma, no, it's the other film. Um, yeah. If he wasn't so hilariously ponytailed, yes, that's more, true. I'd be more scared of him. Like, that's true. Uh, like he is, think, he is a scumbag, but uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, he's hissable. He's hissable, but. Yeah. Um, no, no, a lot, a lot of fun. Both uh, two very similar films. Enjoy them both. Uh, I just felt like I was seeing a lot of. I, I can't remember seeing so much range from Arnie over these two films. You don't get to yes, see this, yeah. this sort of I, thing. And fair play to him for trying. You know. Well, you know, they were both very successful films. I mean, I think obviously, uh, I don't think Kindergarten Cop was as successful as Twins, but yeah, for, for me, I, I think Twins, uh, sorry, uh, Kindergarten Cop is the the funnier film. However, with the caveat, if I'm looking for Arnie doing comedy and action, I would True always Lies. go back to True Lies. Yeah, so I was thinking this when we were talking about this yeah. earlier. I was like, yeah, but him at his best is True Lies, which I, I I have. Funnily enough, I have a, a picked up from a charity shop years ago. What I watched this, I have a triple DVD pack, and it's Twins, Kindergarten Cop, and True Lies. What a trip! There's your recommendation, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That is the order to watch these films in. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got nothing more to add. Do you? Well, it was just to be, you know, the, the usual sort of caveats of... Um, well, you know, thank if, you for listening. Yes, thank yeah, you. Please share. Uh, if you're on iTunes, subscribe. And if you have time, leave us a review because that does help. I say we're, we're a little independent podcast. Um, if you want to go one step further, we're on Patreon. So uh, Retro Ramble are on Patreon. We're doing bonus episodes every month uh, to give you extra content for your support. So again, you know, uh, please check that out if you're interested. More and more every month. There's quite a few episodes up there. Films we've seen recently, films we we missed when we were younger. Also on yeah. Spotify, we're putting together some playlists. We're going to bunch together some of our episodes and share those with you on Spotify because we know there's more and more people listening to us via Anchor and uh, and Spotify. Uh, so mm-hmm. 
Um, we're going to have some fun with that. We're probably going to start off with an Arnie playlist, so this will probably feature. Um, but I think we'll cut it up for the stars, the type of action genres. So, yeah, check those out. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, thank you for your support. And if you've got any suggestions, you can get us on Facebook. You can get us on uh, our website. And we're on, as George has mentioned, Patreon. Twitter. Uh, Instagram. Twitter. Exactly. We and we draw the line there. We're not doing TikToks yet. yet. We're, far, we're far too old for that. So, uh, yeah, for this episode, I've been Charlie McGee. I've been George McGee. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.